Welcome to Environments of Chaos, the Ramjack Strategic Zoning Plan. Oh, hello everyone. I'm Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is our good friend Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. You're in for a real treat. Yes, we are going back to TNT, and uh, it's, uh, there's there's Grand Theft Auto going on. Um, there's there's a questionable adult in a school. I'm not really sure. I, we'll get to it. There's a lot of weird so turtlenecks that are a little too turtlenecky. Extreme Yikes. 80s turtlenecks. A lot. Some real extreme fashions. And, <laughs> and extreme superpowers that I guess are unique to Mr. T. There's a signature move he has, which I guess is now really a signature move. So oh, it's like, all right. So good. So good. At one point, I thought, is Decker going to even be in this episode? And he showed up for like a hot second. I'm like, great. Thank you. Decker got camera time and some lines. So I appreciate that. Um, but we'll talk more about T in a minute because other things have been going on since the last time we talked. Brad, how are you? I'm well. I'm on vacation this week. Uh, I've lived my vacation life. Uh, it's real nice. I enjoy it. Vacation. It's good. Nice. Any uh, updates from the Horror Nights front? Um, yeah. I've uh, been a couple times uh, since I've been vac- on vacay, since we last spoke. I- I've seen the I've seen the Lagoon Show, the water show now. Very mediocre this year. Not very good. <laughs> could have skipped it. It was not worth standing there for. Hmm. Um... I just hmm. not not much to it. It was disappointing. So I don't know what I, that sucks. I don't know. I feel like last year was really impressive, and this year I'm like, nah, I could pass. We could skip that. Don't need that. Still haven't seen the Fire and Pyro show. I think I'm gonna try to hit that up either uh, tomorrow or Thursday night. So we'll find out then how that goes. Um, most importantly, have I had an arepa? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Did I have to wait for 15 minutes in line to get it? Yeah, I did. I did. Was it worth it? Damn. Eh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. So, nice, uh, nice. There's that. But it's fun times. Fun times. Great. Uh, yeah, a couple of things I didn't mention previously. Um, so in the Icon's house that has all of the uh, Universal Horror Nights Icon characters, at the very end, there's a throne. And when I saw it the first time, and I mentioned, like, uh, Jack the Clown's up on the top of the throne, what I didn't realize is that it cycles through. So it'll be a different one, like, each uh, go-around. I don't know how often they switch out um, the one at the end, but I don't... So pretty regularly, they, they switch off. So I so far, I've seen... Seen two jacks and I've seen uh, Lady Luck and I think the caretaker. So it's pretty great. Alex has a pup in his hand and it's very adorable. Kind of love it. <laughs> I'm gonna see if she um, will rest in the bed that is on the desk. I'll talk aw. more about that in a second, but please continue. So you've nice. seen at least three of the characters up there uh, yes. on the top of the throne. Cool. Yeah, which that's that's pretty fun. I like that. Um, overall, I've been to all the houses at least twice. Uh, so far, some more, um, but it's great, great event. Love it very much. The whole thing's great. Um, I, I still have to say, I wish there were more puppets in that puppet theater, but uh, <laughs> you know, I think think they really missed a trick with that one. I mean, there's plenty of creeps, but it's just there aren't puppets, and I was kind of hoping there'd be more puppets. But it's really it's a puppet theater that's been invested with ghouls that are turning people into puppets, as opposed to a puppet theater with evil puppets, which I think is kind of what everybody was hoping and dreaming for, because that's much more fun but oh, yeah. it's still very good one of the best ones but still wish there were puppets i mean and that's a criticism on the ghouls that took over if you're gonna go with the puppet theme stick with it guys don't just yeah. half-ass it who are these yeah. low-rent ghouls going around Ugh, fuck these ghouls 
No, thank you. Hmm. Also, and something I forgot to mention last time, is that uh, Jack the Clown is also kind of roaming around the whole event. Oh. Like, so there have been a couple of times that I've seen him, like, when I'm, like, in lines for houses. Um, like, he'll, like, he'll be on the back of, like, a golf cart, and he'll just pull up, and he'll, like, uh, <laughs> like do s- stuff with the audience. They'll just, like, you know, hop off for a second and, like, uh, you know, do some shtick. It's fun. There's nothing like a monster rolling up on a golf cart and coming out, like, oh, hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> it's pretty great. Like, you, you see the golf cart roll by, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, a clown pops off, and he's got, like, a bullhorn, and he's, like, you know, he's doing stuff. Fun. Who's who's driving the golf cart? Just some random Universal employee. So like, it's a Universal employee. I, to me, yeah. that kind of deflates it a little bit, but also makes it also great because it's like that point. It, oh, yeah. it, he feels like a celebrity, like someone that would be escorted around. Definitely, that's really Definitely. cool. It's great. I love it. Whole event is just a fucking delight, and I'm very happy to be there every evening that I've gone so far. It's a it's a good time. I enjoy it. Ah, it's very nice not being in this room. Very nice. Um, it is wildly upsetting how few people are even p- trying to put on a mask. Lame. I'm yikes. sorry, friend. A lot of people are going to die, so yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. It does seem up here that more and more people are putting their masks back on. When I go to the grocery store, it's still, it's roughly 50-50 now. It, it was down to like 40 or even like 25% when everyone got the vaccine. But now they realize that they need to put it on. Mm. If they want to help protect everyone, even if you are vaccinated, I, including yourself. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like we've been, best case scenario, 25% anywhere at any time in yeah. Florida. I'm sorry. Yeah. Totally lame. It's very bad. It's very bad. It's very bad here. But that's the Heart Nights update. So there's that. On a uh, high holiday update, I finally got a box of Count Chocula. I, <gasps> not the crazy, not the crazy anniversary box. That's who knows what that is. This mystery mm-hmm. cereal. But I got just classic Count Chocula, and they're excited. Um, them, I mean my family. They, my wife saw it out in the store when she was there and said, "Should I get this?" And we were all like, "Yes, get it!" She brought it home. Um, my daughter talks to Count Chocula in the mornings when she's eating cereal. Even if she's not eating his cereal, she'll apologize to him. It's like, "Sorry, Count Chocula." Just wasn't digging you today, so I had this other cereal instead. Well, we can still nice. talk. We can still socialize. <laughs> um, so that's fun. I got a Count Chocula and a Frankenberry. I haven't found a blueberry, uh, a blueberry yet. I, he's got to be out there. It wouldn't be yeah. Halloween without blueberry. Ever since we added him back. Yeah, so, I think uh, I'm going to Target this week, and hopefully, hopefully, I'll find it there. Oh yeah, Target would be the, the, the store to have that, and then even the special one. I would hope eventually. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. I still, haven't, I still haven't found that yet, guys. I don't know if you're aware. There's apparently one out there that's like a mix and mash or something, a monster mashup, I think, and it's. At least on the box, it, it makes it seem like all they're in there, but I, I can't really imagine couch, like a chocolate cereal and a fruit cereal in the same box, so I think it's just got to be a different flavor situation. It Presently, you can order it off Amazon. I'm actually looking into this right now because I, I also saw the box and was like, what is this crazy thing? Hmm. It looks like it has, yeah, a little bit of everything, but it doesn't seem to explain how it does that. I mean, I just, yeah, I don't get it. Like, I, I Product <sighs> details. The world's m- most monster group is back together for a limited edition cereal and to record their own version of the greatest monster anthem ever. So apparently there's a single with all of them that sing Monster Mash? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's that on the regular boxes. I've got that. Um, okay, cereal. It's a berry-flavored frosted cereal with frightfully fun marshmallows. So it's it's the marshmallow shape. There's a bat shape that's Chocula. So it's just the shapes. 
That makes okay. more sense. That makes much more sense. Cool. I mean, okay, yeah, there you go. Still, I yeah. want it. I need it. It's, yeah, of it course. It will make Halloween so got, complete. I mean, It'll... you got your you got your yummy mummy shape. You got your fruit brute shape. Your Count Chocula shape. Your Frankenberry and your Booberry shapes. Yeah, yeah, I want that. Yeah, I'll be there when I find it. Hmm. It says here it's at Meyer and also, well, I don't even know, you guys don't have Myers in Florida. No one had Myers no. south of, uh, where they didn't have them in Tennessee when we were growing. So that's where I will look, but um, apparently you can order them off Amazon too if things get too dire, friend. All right, all right. Good to know. Good to know. I will have it. Um, Brad, have you been watching anything lately? Um, a bit. I, I went and saw um, Shang-Chi. Awesome. Which is a fucking delight. Awesome. Like, probably, like, I think probably the best Marvel movie in a while. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's really good. Yeah. And also, Aquafina's fucking great. And Aquafina needs to be in every movie. That's that's the new rule. Every movie should have Aquafina as a, as a major character. <laughs> the first time I saw her in a major mi- picture was Crazy Rich Asians, which she did mm-hmm. a ama- Like, she stole the show in every scene she yeah. was in. So I, I would only expect her to be just as awesome here. And I know she's in the uh, Raya the Last Dragon. She, I think she voices the dragon? But I haven't seen that yet. That's an animated... Brad, you won't like it. But it's, yeah, it's the new Disney princess animated movie and we haven't watched it yet but I it just came on um, well it was been out for a few weeks on Disney where you don't have to have like the extra membership and pay $20 to watch it so I look forward to sitting down and watching it but it's awesome that she gets that much screen time in it and oh, wow. is a delight I've heard oh, a lot of good so things about I've not heard a negative thing about it so far the movie so I'm looking forward to seeing it yeah no it's 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 really fucking good like I I liked it I liked it and I'm like w- listen why can't why can't we just like have Aquafina like just take over for Hawkeye like forget Hawkeye forget Hawkeye's daughter like forget that Haw- Hawkeye TV show how about Aquafina's Hawkeye now let's just do that instead they really should that would be awesome if in the first episode of Hawkeye it's Christmas him and his daughter die and Aquafina is there and she's like alright I guess I'll just do th- I'm new Hawkeye Huh. Done. I, and then we get a whole sold. TV show of her just like sold. becoming Hawkeye. Give me that show. Give me that show. I'll watch that show. All the people from Hawkeye's past come after her because she's got the name of the character. But then they have to, after a fight scene or some craziness, she's like, guys, they're like, oh, fuck, you're not. I killed no, the, even, other, the other Hawkeye's even, dead. Even, be- even better, oh. Alex. All the people from Hawkeye's past come up and then they realize, oh, wait, Hawkeye's already dead. He died of like, uh, like uh, something lame. <laughs> he died of Lyme disease. Oh, okay. Oh, oh! now your Aquafina's here? She's Hawkeye? Cool. We like this Hawkeye. Great. Nice. What do you want to do? I'm (laughs) glad we got rid of dumb, ugly Hawkeye. That hair in some of those movies was just, it was questionable choices. That face. How is Jeremy Renner like a celebrity? (laughs) That dude, that face is not, that is not a face that belongs on film. Like, I like listen, <laughs> listen. I I'm I'm all I'm fine with having interesting looking actors. Mm-hmm. The 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 standards of beauty of for Hollywood are insane. Um, and dudes have gotten away for a long time being able to look like weirdos. Even though now it's also shifted into a weird place where Kumail Nanjiani turned into a fucking monster. Um, and has <laughs> like a terrifying body that is gross and creepy and wildly dangerous. Like we've gotten to that standard. But you know what? I don't think we should have ever allowed Jeremy Renner's face to be acceptable as like a leading man. I I mean, dude has a weird face. He has a weird face. I, he looks like he should be somebody's mechanic. He can be. Listen, you, if you want to have him be like a like a, a weird character actor, 
Absolutely. But let's stop pretending. Let's stop pretending that Jeremy Renner is a leading man, and let's stop pretending that James Franco uh, doesn't have a list. Luckily, James Franco is out now. No more James yeah. Franco's. But we never. No one ever admitted he had a list, and it's inexcusable. <laughs> I don't. Have you seen the trailer for the new Hawkeye TV show? No. Okay, because it just dropped, and I have not seen it either. I've seen like parts of it because it dropped, and everyone on TikTok that loved Marvel was like, "Oh, this is gonna be fun." I, I said at Christmas, so that should be cool, I guess. So that's what it is. And uh, okay, um, but during that, there were some other things about him that came up. Did you know that Jeremy Renner used to have his own app? Oh yes, yes. So I got it was a, like a it was like a weird like pyramid scheme slash cult or something. Oh yeah, people loved it. You paid money for like tickets or whatever. Anyway, it got infil I say infiltrated. Some people realized how they could like game it, and they started impersonating him and other people, and it got weird. Yeah. So he put it into it. The thing that absolutely destroyed me was the typography, and it was gross as fuck. Apparently, they were using like Pyrus or like Comic Sans as like one of the defaults, and I, it was like ah, whatever it was, it was close to those. I know it it couldn't have been either of those specifically, right? Maybe Comic Sans, but it would take effort to do. Anyway, I, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this deserved to burn it. But it was just, how could he, Brad, you're right, When you, with a face like his, Dude, how, did, don't he, how did he have an app? How did that... It was weird. It's a weird fellow. And there's I don't. A lot, there's a lot of dudes that I'm like, listen, the devil's not real, but did you make a deal <laughs> with the devil? Because I don't understand how this was a fucking thing. And we may never know. I, we'll see. I, I, I look forward to watching the show only to see. Like how Jeremy Renner, because I don't even think he's that good of an actor. Like, no, I, like, obviously he's I not. Don't, I don't understand Jeremy Renner. Like, I feel like it's just a a wild like scheme, or like somebody owes somebody some favor, and we, a big it's favor. Just this collective amnesia. Like, what? Like, what's the deal? What is the deal with Jeremy Renner? Like, I, it doesn't make sense to me. We'll we'll see when the TV show comes out if it can redeem him in any way. I doubt it will, but. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, he's not bad. He's just he's just weird looking and boring. I I would board. I would say that in some of the things in the later Marvel movies are bad. That are just like eh. oh, Marvel movies are bad. But I'm talking yeah. about Jeremy Renner as an actor. Like I don't find him interesting to watch ever. I can't remember. Wasn't he like in the Born Identity movies, or wasn't he in like um, the Mission Impossible movies? He was supposed to take on a franchise after the main actor left. It didn't it pan been, out. I think, yeah, I think it was Mission Impossible because so, I know it was something that I had no interest in watching. And I watched that and I was like, all right. And to have them set up for that, I was like, okay, I guess he's going to be the next guy. But they immediately backtracked on that. I, I think they, I don't even think they gave him another movie, like the chance at a movie. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's what it is. I Like, I, I like. how did he become famous? Like, what's he, what was his thing? Like, because I'm like, I, it just seems like he's been around forever. But I'm like, why? Why is he, why is he a thing? <laughs> I mean, Hurt Locker, 28 Weeks Later. He was in a Bourne movie. He was in the Hansel and Gretel film. He was in Tag, apparently. Like, why is he famous? Why is Jeremy Renner famous? Guys, if anybody can point out what the thing is that made Jeremy Renner famous, because, like, he was certainly a known commodity before he became, you know, Hawkeye. Like, right? It wasn't a situation where it was like he was kind of in the sidelines, (laughs) and then he got Hawkeye because it was cheaper to hire Jeremy Renner, and then everyone just pretended he was famous right like i'm not he not, was he was definitely in the born movies before he was in any of the uh marvel movies is he in the, is he in a born movie i'm not 
He's in Born Legacy. Oh, okay. He, I think he's in another one. Yeah, Born Legacy is the only one he's in. I don't remember seeing a Born movie. So I wonder what movie I saw where I thought maybe it was. It doesn't look like I he's in a Mission Impossible. I don't is know. He not in Mission Impossible. Been, I mean, maybe. Yeah, he's in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. There you go. That's the one I saw. So he was in that and the Born movies. Weird. What? He, he had already appeared as in Thor. Um, well, it was at the same time as Mission Impossible. The oldest credit they have here on a movie for him on IMDb is National Lampoon's Senior Trip in 1995. Yeah, but he did a bunch of stuff. Like I'm, I think, I think 28 weeks later is like the is that his that breakthrough? Sense. Like is that I don't know. If anybody knows more about Jeremy Renner for some reason, I mean, unless his breakout role was a voice of one of the cops in the Catwoman the video game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Dahmer. Dahmer. He was Jeffrey Dahmer in 2002. I never saw that. It has that. to be 28 weeks later is when he really hit his big break. Yeah. Because then after that, Hurt Locker comes pretty close, and then he's just in things for a while. Maybe, maybe Dahmer and 28 weeks later, is that is that where... Oh, maybe that's it? No idea. Don't know. If anybody gives a fuck about Jeremy Renner, please explain yourself. Like, I just want an explanation. Listen, I'm not here to judge you, but I am. But I just, I want to know if someone out there gives a fuck about Jeremy Renner in the least. Like, even if you can justify, oh, I know somebody that's a fan of Jeremy Renner. Could you just talk to them and see what's his deal? And like, why? Because I feel like literally you could pick up any like gas station attendant from the 1940s and like he could be Jeremy Renner. Oh yeah, I mean that tracks. I, 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 part of me wonders the rabbit hole is there to go on to like any type of social media where he's at and just see what his his fans say to him. But that's just cool. I, I, I don't think we would glean anything from that. Um, so I, I don't want to do that. So I won't. No. Yeah. Brad, have you been watching any of the what if things on Disney? Animation can't do it. Um, I mean, it's Marvel, so I guess you're not really missing anything. They're they're fun. Some of them are darker and not as fun as others, but they're continuing that. And um, again, some of them hit, some of them don't. Uh, I, th- I I enjoy them for what they are. Something else that I've been watching, um, I ended up watching a documentary series on uh, Amazon Prime. I don't know who actually produced it, but it's there. Called Lula Rich, which uh, chronicles the rise and I guess fall ish of the LuLaRoe pyramid scheme. And um, I would highly recommend it. It has, out the gate, it did something that I did not expect. Because I knew of LuLaRoe because there was a time back in 2015 or 16 where like random pieces would come up on the news of this pyramid scheme gets sued for this. These people are doing that. And I knew of it because it's the same story of any- Really? Yeah. It's the same story of any pyramid scheme. Um, except, and this is the part that I was not aware of, five minutes into the documentary, Mormonism pops in because the founders are Mormons. And you think, oh, well, that was a twist I didn't see coming. And they have a gigantic family, like a huge family. And, um, some of them, some of them are adopted. Some of them are like their biological children through other marriages and then them together. But the one thing that they also kind of bring out at the beginning, they start talking about their children and they're like, well, our one daughter 
daughter actually ended up marrying her brother, and now they have kids and they live together. And they're like, wait a minute, two of your children married each other? We're like, well, okay, just so you know, there's no blood relation because uh, one of them's adopted, I think. But um, they also didn't live in the same house together. It was just weird, like over the holidays or something, they got together. And you're like, what? Well, that's a story that is interesting that you want to brush over really quick at the very beginning of talking about your family. And before you say anything, two of our kids are married. It's fine, though. It's fine. And it is, I guess it, I mean, it, that definitely can be fine given the dynamics you set up, but I guess it's something you often, it, it was the first part of like, okay, this family is going to be interesting and Whoa. they are goodness. Um, I, I, LuLaRoe was a huge pyramid scheme. It started, I guess, in a, this one, the woman, um, who helped run it, her, she basically just bought a lot of dresses are like, yeah, whole, like these type of skirts, which are like, uh, floor length, like it goes down to the, the ground length skirts. And she just bought them wholesale and sold them to all these people as parties. Kind of like she took a page out of like Mary Kay and Avon and Tupperware and was like, hey, come over, buy these dresses for me. And she made a grip of money and she kind of fell into doing it. Um, like to making it a pyramid scheme because she had someone call her and they are like can I come get some of these dresses I've heard about your parties down in LA and she said come to me I will sell you these dresses at like a, a lower cost and you can sell them too that way she buys more she's like we, we could basically do this like all the other pyramid schemes do and the lady's like sure and that's how it kind of started um, and it worked and they made a, billions of dollars like it's insane how much money they made yikes and of course it, it's, it's everything that horrible pyramid schemes especially in the US I'm sure this is the place everywhere but it, they prey upon women in particular and hey uh, fit into this very nuclear family I completely outdated worldview of being the woman at the house and you need a way to get out and also contribute to your uh, your home uh, your household sell LuLaRoe it's easy so weird so many things that are super cringe one of the things about LuLaRoe is that they would send you you would pay $5,000 as a buy-in cost to start your business, which pretty steep, um, but you have to do that with all of them. But they also had a, a, a level where you could spend $10,000 if you really wanted to get into it. And they would send you a, a mystery box of product, which was mostly like skirts and shirts and stuff. And you don't know what you're going to get because they did at the beginning, they did very limited numbers of prints, a couple of hundred of each item. And like, okay, look, once we saw this, it's done. We're not going to print it again. So there's like a limited quality kind of thing. So the concept kind of arose in the culture over years of unicorns. And what they called a unicorn was a product that was limited run that you could, that you loved. Like for some reason you really wanted this bumblebee print and the prints are absolutely horrendous. Some of them are okay, but most of them garbage. Uh, but I really want this panda bear print with the sloths. I don't, that could have been one because they've tried every print under the sun because they have bajillions of them. So you would have to track down online of like different groups. Do you have this in my size? Do you have this in this size? And you could find your unicorn. And there's people talking about their unicorns and the first time they had a unicorn. Two of the people who sold it made a, like a, a song that's kind of a rap. And these are older white women. That's oh, also something no. else. It is, it is quite obviously also just like a white women's game. And the mm -hmm. few minorities that go to these things, they have a whole segment on one of the episodes about, yeah, it's weird. Uh, there's not many minorities. It's it's pretty, it's it's strange when we go to these things, we're treated like you would like a, like a token. Um, but the, the minorities also know this. So there's there was a there was a woman who worked for the headquarters for a long time that helped onboard people, and they would onboard like hundreds of people a day and make like millions of dollars a fucking day at the height of this thing, uh, just by like getting people on board. And of course they saturated the market. I mean it's pyramid it's trying to it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Um, 
she's she's black, and they talked about the cruise and how the cruise was something they did because of course they have a, a Lularoe cruise where you're a top seller, come to, come on the cruise, go to all these conferences about being a good business person, and we'll we'll have fun and. The black woman said, I'm not going to go on a boat with all those white people. I like white people, don't get me wrong, but no. No, I'm not going to go out on a boat with them. That's stupid. And it shows other people saying the same thing of like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a white person's thing and we get that, but we're selling it, we're making money, it's fine. Like we're the untapped market and they realize that because they're not, no one, none of them are selling to us. So it's kind of like, it's, 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 that's a weird part of it, but it's like, all right, I get it. The, uh, at one point, they grow so fast that, and they're kind of cheap, which I don't understand understand at all. Um, especially if you're making that much money. These people are also just dumb. So instead of hiring like people who knew what the fuck they were doing, once they got to a certain size, they said, alright family, my, my army of children and grandchildren, would you like to be in the business? What are you into? You think you might be good at marketing? Come be a marketing person. You don't have to have a degree in it. You just like it, right? Come do it. So of oh, yeah. course they were fucked from that perspective because they didn't know what the hell they were doing. <laughs> at one point, they don't have any warehouses so they're just storing an insane same amount of product out in the just out in the wet like out in the parking lot in boxes now it's all wrapped but it can be rained on it gets hot and they start having a huge problem of stuff just getting like destroyed and they're still like selling it to people and it smells and the things are just wrong and they're like what the fuck is this like can i get my money back nope nothing wrong with the product put it in the freezer that's that's a nice magic trick to get the smell to go away what yeah I, and this is when it started to unravel when this happened. And and they're like, you have the people who founded it on camera talking about it. Because to them, and it's juicy. Like, it is awesome. Because at the beginning, they're like, it's it's about time someone told our story from our perspective and told the truth. And you can tell through the course of, like, I guess the hours they had these people that they, they start with the softball questions. And they feel like, oh, we're friends with these people. We can tell a lot. And they start t- telling the harder and harder questions when it starts getting into why were you investigated by all these different states and federal. Like, you have so many lawsuits. And you can tell they're like back in defense mode at the end of it and they're like fuck maybe we said a little too much but they have like pictures of their parking lot full of all this product and they deny it and they're just showing it and they're saying that they didn't do it it's awesome uh there's awesome there's some interesting characters though there's people who worked at the home office there's this one guy who i'll just say is a huge fan of kelly clarkson brad but can't listen to her anymore because she was at one of the lula events they had like a huge like a conference and she was there and and it's ruined kelly clarkson for him and then he goes into the details about how much he loves her uh, discography and like deep cuts and and you're like holy shit like this is this guy okay and then in the middle of this document it's just it's just uh, one of the characters i it got weird and, and they knew some of them knew what they were doing there was a marketing guy who was like okay the demographic for this is kind of millennials so they must have grown up uh, like when i grew up because I'm, I'm young and I'm, I'm a member of the family by marriage i think um so what i'm going to do for one of the first big conferences we had is i'm going to try to get a tv star from like that era uh can't get zach morris uh so i'm going to go get uh, uh uh the other guy slater slater is going to come and he's going to take pictures it'll be a photo op and people love it and apparently because of that after that conference when on social media where everyone flooded it's like hey i got a picture with ac slater this is a dream come true a flood of people like they make so much fucking money in the months after that because they're like i want to go see ac slater at one of these events which is weird but i guess okay and they kept doing that and at one point they paid this guy because they were making so much money they gave him a budget because he was just like the the conference guy 
or the events coordinator. And at one point they're like, dude, you don't have a budget. You can spend however much you want. We don't care. We can't spend enough money. Just do whatever you want. So they like spend an insane amount of money and get Katy Perry to do a private concert. And they fill the stadium charging these people. Like it's insane. Hand I mean, over could fist you money. Buy, get a warehouse. I mean, <laughs> how maybe. About, how, listen, how about we take a little bit of that Mario Lopez and Katy Perry money and we get a warehouse so that like our shit isn't like molding in the back. What one of my favorite uh, people in this cast of people coming on to talk about LuLaRoe, um, I, I love the workers and that one guy, but they have designers who help design the patterns. And yeah, they're talking shop. It's like, it was bullshit. Like we had to churn out like a hundred designs a day. And of course we couldn't do that. No human being could do that. So I would have to train other designers to like tweak little things on their designs. And even though it was very frowned upon, we often just straight up stole. We would go online, find patterns. We would change it to be about 30% so it would avoid copyright. And we just had to go with it. But they said they tried everything. They would just make crazy stuff. Taco print, pants, uh, hamburgers with something else that didn't not not make sense like they were just throwing things at a wall and they were like yeah it was weird kind of fun but god it was just insane um and that that spoke to me because i'm like of course i you can't ask a designer to do that and if you grow that much it's just wow i don't know it it's worth your time because a lot of other crazy stuff pops up and as far as like the sheer amount of money and then how uh, how the pyramid scheme worked and one of my favorite parts is once the idea of a pyramid scheme came to them it's like they'd never even thought that it was a pyramid scheme now granted they were running a pyramid scheme right but even the people on camera like when you see the videos of them and like talking on their conference calls it's like they genuinely are oblivious to the fact at some point like wait is this a pyramid scheme so much that one of their workers is like so you might have heard that they have they have like an emergency conference call and they're like you might have heard that we're a pyramid scheme we don't see that here's the differences a pyramid scheme is this and what we're doing is this which now that I say it out loud, it's kind of like, you know what? We want to move away from the pyramid scheme because we don't want to be that. So we're going to stop being a pyramid scheme. I mean, it's such bullshit, though, because like, like for like the past like 30 years, like we've just allowed pyramid schemes. Yes, like, which is because we decided that like, oh, multi-level marketing is different than a pyramid scheme. Pyramid schemes are illegal. Multi-level marketing is perfectly fine. It's literally the exact same thing. And There's no difference. And to the doctor documentary's credit, it does start to do that. It doesn't go as far as it should have, but it talks about, they say things essentially like multi-level marketing is something that you can do. And I think one person even says, pyramid schemes are legal as long as you do these things. We call it multi-level marketing. But you're thinking, but it's still a fucking pyramid scheme. Like you're still taking advantage yeah. of people. And the big thing with them and all of these people is that recruiting people is what actually makes you money. Yeah. So you drop 10000 or $5,000 on your starter package, and then it's 5000 to $10,000. I think after that for every package you buy which you're making you're making about that but you can barely stay afloat but when you sign people you get like a bonus for what they sell so people were getting like if you were high up, if you were like the highest tier, which I don't remember what it was called, but for a while there, for like a year, maybe two years, they were getting like, they said, one person said, I was getting between twenty to $40,000 checks 
a month. Uh, one person was getting like 80,000 a month and you're like, holy shit, like that? And they're like, yeah. But they don't know what to do with, like, there were some people that get out, like everyone at the top pretty much knew after a while, like this was bullshit. Like they felt bad about it and super guilty. And they got, well, at least that's what they tell the camera and they get out of it. But some of the people, um, there's one woman in particular that was making bank, like insane amounts of money. Doesn't have any of it anymore. Because something else they did, which is also a hallmark of a pyramid scheme, was they basically make it to where you depend upon them from your source of income. It's not just I'm making extra money now. I'm all in with you. And if I leave, I'm not making this much money. I can't make this much money anywhere else. Um, and no, I, who's making $80,000 a month? That isn't legit. Like, anyway... Um, and this one woman, her husband was like, this is fucking crazy. Like, we need to get out. You need to get out of this. Eventually they get divorced uh, and she's left with nothing. Like everything that she had was repossessed because they encouraged her to spend all the money she got. So she's like spending as much, like just lavishly spending on things. Oy. Went into so much debt that she could have easily covered with the checks. But no, she was like, nah, I, I need to take more. I, she just, it was, in, it was insane. She's like, now that I'm out of it and I see all this, I it's a nightmare. Like, I can't believe, like, and of course, everyone is suing these people but eventually they get wise to the fact that they're a pyramid scheme and they start hiding money in shell companies so they can't necessarily which again should be illegal like nope the shell company you can't do that like we're getting all the money like i can't i don't see how that's legal either that you can hide money protect yourself in a lawsuit mm -hmm. um especially at this level i won't say anything else worth your time especially if like nice. me you may have had parents or loved ones when you were a child that got involved in pyramid schemes and were like fuck like yeah you know, I'm kind of shocked that, like, my mother never fell into a pyramid scheme. Because, like, yeah. I'm, maybe it's because she's such a scammer already that, like, she, like... She knew she, what was up. You can't scam a scammer. <laughs> you can't scam a scammer? Hmm. Oh, I guess yeah, that's it. This is a pyramid scheme. Oh. Game hmm. recognized game. This is a scam. There was, um... So I was telling someone else I at work about this, and they said that, uh, just about the documentary, and like, hey, I saw this this weekend, you might like it. And they said, you know, it was weird. I had two friends from college that right out of college, they fell into like pyramid schemes. And I thought, who does that now? Like, who does that? Um, but they had never heard of LuLaRoe. Um, and they were naming pyramid schemes that I had never heard of. But one of the guys, apparently, one of his friends, um, got into one of these things and then was like, okay, this is a pyramid scheme, I'm getting out of it. But then immediately got into Tupperware, which I was like, how is Tupperware? Tupperware a thing in 2021 or even yeah. like 20 like or 2018 yeah. or whatever this guy graduated you can get Tupperware like things at the store for nothing yeah like it's like yeah you can go to the Dollar Tree and buy, yeah. buy the equivalent like I mean I understand in the 80s all right yeah like, when when like Walmart were even barely on the map like you could yeah go into a Tupperware party sure okay I get it but like now that's wild the concept of like going to someone's house for a social event to buy stuff is so alien to me as like an idea or concept. Mm -hmm. Immediately I'm thinking, this is a scam. Fuck yeah. off. I'm not going to go to your house and buy shit from you at your marketplace. What is there? You're not a friend. So, go away. So much of it's like, so much of it like now, like um, the multi-level marketing stuff is like essential oils and like mm -hmm. vitamins and all that like weird, like fake health shit. Like, that's what a lot of it is now. Oh, yeah. And that's basically relies on the fact that people can't afford health care. Yeah. So. Even um, more nefarious kind of yeah. like, well, we can't get them like Tupperware or makeup or pants and shirts that fall apart because they're left in the sun for days, maybe months before they're shipped out. But you know what? You're not feeling good? Get some peppermint. Just put it in the air. It'll help with your healing crystals. Which reminds me, I've been meaning to bring this up for the past couple episodes. Alex, um, I, I had a thought. 
I was like, I wonder what my crazy conspiracy doctor's been up to lately. <laughs> nice. So I looked him up. Motherfucker's been pushing ivermectin. No. For like the past year. Fuck off. Yeah, and he's like tied in with that that crazy group, that weird like doctor group that's pushing ivermectin, that frontline or whatever the fuck, or the other one. I One of them, one of the two weirdo groups. Like he's all up with it. He's like done a couple of YouTube videos where he's talking to somebody there about that, about ivermectin. And like, I again, like, He's not like, you know, full like crazy. Like he's, he, he believes in, he believes that the coronavirus is real, which is good. Um, and he's saying that the vaccine's good. He's saying people should get the vaccine, but he's saying they should also be taking ivermectin. So, I mean, he's not as crazy as like the real crazy crazies, but like he's still a fucking lunatic. Um, I mean, taking ivermectin for COVID is crazy. Like anything that I've read. It's not been proven. Yeah, Yeah, it's. At all. Well, it's been disproven. Like, the levels yeah, you would need to ingest yeah. would kill you to be yeah, effective. Absolutely. But there was at least, and again, all the stuff I found of him, like, on these videos and stuff, it was, like, I think, like, January of, like, this year. So it was okay. a little while ago, and there was that fake study that was saying it yeah. possibly could be something. So, I mean, hopefully he's changed, but I doubt it because he is still tied in with that weird, like, group. So that they're still pushing it, so I don't really trust it. Regardless, no one should be seeing that lunatic. He's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> the Another thing he was saying was he was like listen i he was talking about something about he sends people to get chest x-rays but i tell my patients i was like don't mention covid don't mention you have covid or you've had covid because as soon as the doctor's office hears that you're coming in to get a a chest screening um and they hear about covid they won't take you and i'm like yeah because there's a fucking pandemic and like they should why are you telling people to hide the fact that they might have covid to get a chest x-ray like that's insane like that you are the problem you're part of the fucking problem you're telling people to actively hide the fact they have covid it, and sending them into fucking places to get a chest x-ray i i don't know how like medical boards and how you get certified works i know in law you can have your license revoked and i'm assuming you can't have your medical license revoked too I mean, that would make sense i think i've heard of that uh malpractice you're doing crazy shit going against the oath you can't practice medicine anymore every one of these motherfuckers should get their license revoked well here's the problem um doctors tend to make a fair amount of money yeah that is and- true and you know who oh, you know who gets to skate around any laws they want? People with fucking money. That is true. Doctors don't make that much money at first. Like, they go into crazy amounts of debt, too. But they're able to pay it yeah. off pretty quick because they are making That's good true. money. And but this it takes about old. five to ten years to do that. But after that, yeah, you're making bank. Yeah. This is an, this is an old-ass motherfucker. So he's 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 comfortable. He's comfortable. Yeah. And he was he was comfortable before like he came from money. Just like the weird stories he told, half of which were probably not true, but like still of like the the circles he was in and the people he knew, it's like, oh this motherfucker has had money forever. Wow. So, yeah. Sketchy. <laughs> Sketch. Sketch all around, man. Um, one other thing I've been watching, uh, I've been catching up, Riverdale's back. Oh yeah. Real wacky. Real wacky. Wacky in ways that, like, always wacky in new, weird ways. They had the last episode, um, last week's episode, um, Josie and the Pussycats were back, and they got no back way. together. Yeah, which was great. Wonderful to see them back together. Sure. Uh, Val forever. But... Like it was, it was very clearly like they're trying to do like a backdoor pilot to make a, a Josie this uh, Pussycat spinoff because like I like they leave on a mystery like to find out who how Josie's father died and it's like well I I don't think the show's gonna be Josie the Pussycats like touring across the country um so we may never <laughs> see the end of this. <laughs> 
So rode off into the sunset. I'm like, all right, well, good luck getting that spinoff, I guess, because otherwise this is weird. <laughs> so, and I'm like, well, that because um, Josie was on that Katie Keene show that uh, mm-hmm. crashed and burned because it was terrible. So I'm like, oh man, she's gonna, they're going to try to give her another show and it's not going to happen. I mean, I hope it does, but like, I mean, I haven't heard anything about a Josie and the Pussycats show, so I think they're just kind of hoping. Josie and the Pussycat show would just be there, right? They go from place to place, playing their music, getting money, trying to find her dad. So I think yeah. that could be a fun. I think that could be I, a fun sure. TV show. I mean, I, yeah, I'm down for it, absolutely. But it's just like I, I just think it's it's bold. It's bold. Oh yeah. To try to do the spinoff with like no fanfare because they tried to do a spinoff um for from Nancy Drew and like it like there was like press ahead of time. It's like oh yeah yeah we're we're bringing in Tom Swift and we're we're gonna try to do a Tom Swift spinoff. So, like, it was, like, a known thing. And, like, that episode was really good. And I was like, I want to see this Tom Swift spinoff. Um, but then they're like, yeah, we're not making it. <laughs> but this completely <laughs> under the radar. Like, I, I like, and again, it's not like I really keep up with, like, media news. But, like, I, I like, I, I was, I don't think anyone's mentioned a Josie the Pussycats spinoff. I really, I want more TV shows. And I, I wish that Riverdale would lean more into this spinoff thing, too. Like, I would love for there to just be tons of potential backdoor pilots and TV shows. Like, just blatantly and they're not gonna make them or maybe they do because i think that's fun like that's a neat idea like they're just, yeah. to, just everything you've told me just makes me more want to watch these shows more and more it's like well maybe i should go back and watch some nancy drew right they tried to do oh. a backdoor pilot what yeah and it was crazy because it, it was like because you know nancy drew is like it's all paranormal but the tom swift episode is all like sci-fi because <laughs> uh, huh. he's got crazy technology and he's like he wants to build a spaceship <laughs> like in a world it's... where there's like ghosts and demons and shit come on yeah, yeah, it was like, all right, I'm down, like, go for it, because I, I fucking, because, like, Nancy Drew, I think, is the best CW show, it's taking the crown, like, it's so over the top, I fucking love it, but Riverdale is real kooks, including, um, Archie, who's been having, um, flashbacks from the war, um, hmm. and, and it, whether this war takes place currently or is in World War One, who really knows? It's hard to huh. say. Um, much like all things in Riverdale, time is very weird. Um, because we also had a flashback to um, to Hiram Lodge, uh, where it seemingly took place in the 50s. I don't know. Hmm. It was, but like clearly, but definitely would have been in the 90s. <laughs> Yet it seemed like the 50s. It was very... Because they were basically doing The Godfather. Uh... But all of like Archie's like Archie's war scenes. Whenever you see the flashbacks, they look like they're in fucking World War One gear, and like it's they're talking about no man's land, and it's. Wow. I mean, I love it. I I love I love the kookiness of it. That's the appeal. But so he he got carbon monoxide poisoning uh, when he was mining. By the way, they're also mining now. Um, for what? Uh, palladium in the in the uh, in the maple mines. So. Um, Archie got carbon monoxide poisoning and he had been having hallucinations already because of his flashbacks but because of the carbon monoxide poisoning it got worse and he uh, went to his therapist and had a flip out um, and was like you're drugging me I know you're drugging me you're you're working with the man and whatever Um, and like his therapist was like alright you're insane this is not appropriate so he goes back and he's like hey I just want to apologize I had carbon monoxide poisoning and I was hallucinating more than I'm usually hallucinating and his therapist his therapist alex his professional therapist okay says to him 
after he reveals that it was because of carbon monoxide poisoning and he's been having hallucinations, um, the therapist says, again, his professional therapist, uh-huh. <laughs> says, well, Archie, if you're seeing hallucin- hallucinations to the level you're saying you are, I don't feel safe seeing you, which would have been fine because yeah, he yelled at totally her. It was valid. crazy. Sure. Uh, in fact... I don't think I don't think you should be around anyone right now. <laughs> so I can't see you anymore, and I don't think you should be around people. Hey, therapist! Wow. Um, he's having PTSD hallucinations, and your advice is you need to be away from all people. Yeah, go out to the woods. Shut, shut yourself off from society, crazy person. I hear there's some place out town. Maybe your friend Jughead knows of it. It's just like a a weird kind of like underground like cistern cavern or something. I I don't know what it is. Like a, a fallout shelter. Oh, go oh, there. Yeah. For months. That, that place the Jughead went to and then he went on a on a drug trip and had flashbacks to the time he met a rat king in the sewers of New York. Huh. And by a rat king, I mean a guy wearing a crown that had rat friends. Okay. But don't worry, Alex. We also found out in the same episode that he didn't actually meet a rat king. What actually happened was he got drunk and fell down a manhole cover and then was swarmed by rats. So this is this has kept you rabies. up for a week, right? Yeah. I, oh, oh was, we got. It was wildly upsetting. Wildly upsetting. And he was too scared to scream because he thought the rats would climb into his mouth. Fucking ah! hell! So uh, we don't have to go into it in this episode because I know we still want to talk about tea. Uh, we have to. But all of this being said, Nancy Drew is still kookier and more off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now I mean, see just that. because just because there's ghosts and spooks. I like, mean, Sabrina is technically part of the Archie world, at least in theory. Yeah. But like the thing, like Riverdale does this shit. Like it's like, oh yeah, aliens came down, and then it's like, no, aliens didn't come down. Jughead just had a weird hallucination. Or oh yeah, there's there's go- yeah the there's actual demon possession. No, everybody was just on drugs. Like they keep doing that. Oh by the way, Cheryl, um, who's been in like three cults, has started a religion. So there's that, and she's have and huh. she's having people mine on her land. Like it's bonkers but uh yeah real kooky show interesting can't recommend it enough friends it is that super special time of the week where we talk about tnt t.s turner was a city smart kid fighting his way off the street until he was framed for a crime he didn't commit amy taylor was a young crusading lawyer she mounted an appeal to put turner back on the street this time in a suit and tie, working as a private detective. Together, they are TNT. Every time we watch a television show, we like to challenge ourselves to summarize the show for our audience as accurately as possible and as quickly as possible, within a minute. If we go over a minute in our explanations, uh, we've forgotten just what it's like to be uh, a Braveheart, which is what we strive for. If a minute on the dot, we become a Braveheart. If it's below a minute by a significant amount, you're a chump. Friends, we do not want to be chumps. So Brad, this week it is your turn 
to tell the audience, the listeners, what this episode of TNT is about. You'll have a minute oh to boy. do it. Can can you do it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I think I need, I need more than a minute just to talk about all those fashions. The fashions uh, alone, we could do a separate uh, podcast on. Fuck hell. Um, oh boy. I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best. This little girl's name is Sid. Sid. Sid is her name. Um, yeah, I can do this. Sure. Sid, short for Sydney. I do not remember. I don't even remember her name. I just registered that she was there. All right, friend, let me get the clock up and then you can go on go. Three, two, one, go. All right. So Amy slash Amanda uh, parks her car in a no parking zone because she's the worst. Not only that, she leaves an important document in the car. Uh, immediately her car gets towed, but not by a reputable towing company, but by a guy that's snatching cars because he has a tow truck. And then he's, they're going to... S- they're gonna switch the the numbers on the car, and then he's gonna sell her car. Um, she's angry because she loves her fucking car. Also, there's this nosy little like um, child reporter for her school that's like tagging along, doing a lot of antics. It's a lot. Uh, more on her later. Uh, so Amy Amanda spends the whole like next day trying to find her car. It's real wild. Eventually, she tracks it down. Also, this kid tracks it down because she's figured it out because she's an amazing child reporter. A little too precocious. Sophie slash Sophie's also get into semantics. It's real wild. In the end, Mr. T's like, well, I'll go fuck somebody up. But by that time, Amy Amanda's already destroyed her own car and they break the uh, ring. And that's how they solve the case the end. One minute. I mean, wild. well up. done, man. Wild up. Wild up. Right? Wild indeed. I, 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 didn't, I didn't bring up the best thing in the episode because I wanted to save it where we had plenty of time. Uh, <laughs> but we get the return of an amazing feat. Uh, we'll talk about it in a bit. I'm very excited. Yes. I didn't forget. I uh, just n- there wasn't enough time to do it justice. <laughs> and that's fine. It's a, it's a minute overview. You don't want to give too much away. It's highlights. So one thing, um, this the little girl Sid, um, short for Sydney, is played by Tara Strong, whom I just looked up to see if she'd done anything, and immediately her name and her face looked very familiar. Um, she's done a ton of voiceover work. She's like done. She's consistently done voiceover work since she was on this TNT episode. Basically, wow. Like she, for years, she has been like like done so much voiceover work. It's crazy. Um, but I realized why she looks familiar is because I think she appears in the Chris Chan documentaries. No way. Because <laughs> um, like he like he gets fixated on like either like one of her characters that she voices or something. Because she does My Little Pony and some other stuff too hmm. um, but I think I but I was like I feel like like she was mentioned I feel like she's in that if it's what I think it is um so weird just weird because I was like she looks familiar but uh, like it is crazy how much stuff she has done voiceover stuff for like there's nothing in here that's like I like I feel like there's nothing that's been animated ever that she's not somehow involved in it's real wild that is awesome yeah I didn't know this I'm gonna have to look it up now I didn't. I didn't clock her as being someone I recognize. Yeah, I. I yeah, I just happened to look it up because I was. I'm always curious. Like, are these people gonna turn out to be anybody? And like, like, I mean, she is like voice actor powerhouse. Like crazy. I mean, it's good uh, work if you can get it. I mean, like Rugrats, uh, Care Bears. Who is she on Rugrats? Angelica, uh, maybe. D- Dill Pickles. She was Dill. Yeah. Interesting. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, uh, 
so many credits. It is wild. She was a Batgirl on a ton of different DC things. 101 Dalmatians, the series. Extreme Ghostbusters. X-Men, the animated series. She was skids. If it's that Dalmatian series they just did not too long ago, that was actually a pretty fun little show. Uh, this was, I'm, I'm back in the 90s. I haven't even, I haven't okay, even looked at it. Okay, it's not. The oh, newest no. one was done like a year or two ago. It was really the, good. Um, Super Mario, the Super Mario cartoon from when we were kids. What? Impossible. Yeah, yeah. she was one of the Koopa kids and like a mushroom guy in a ton of episodes. Must have been Wendy. I, or I guess one of the other ones. Uh... Hip Koopa and Hop Koopa. I, those aren't well, those aren't Coopers. What are you talking about? That's, there's Wendy Ludwig. There's Hip and Hop. Martin. Uh, there's not a Hip and Hop Cooper. That's there is, and there's quite a few episodes that she did the voice for. Uh, hip and Hop. That doesn't make any sense. Um, it was the '90s. That's the least surprising thing ever. Was it Mario World? I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Super Mario Three is what I'm seeing. Okay. Oh God, that drawn together fucking TV show. Oh wow. Fuck that. Ugh. Ben Ten. That's a thing. Oh. Oh. Apparently. So they did like a Rugrats, like where they're all grown up. Yeah. It was weird. Well, she did that too. Ratchet and Clank, Wolverine and the X Men. Well, she was X twenty three. Oh, cool. There's a Transformers. Like, it is so many credits. Like, I, like, I've, this is probably the most intense IMDb profile I've ever seen in my life. Wow. <laughs> she was Scarlet Witch on a Superhero Squad. I guess that was a Marvel thing. It's, it's weird to me to have you read all of these shows. And while I didn't watch almost any of the ones in the middle, I did know of them. Which I, I, I don't know what, what to think about that other than I'm just a fan of animation. So it's kept up. She, she was on an, an, a Napoleon Dynamite TV series? That's weird. Surely that was oh, a pilot. It was animated. It, no, it was animated Whoa. and ran for, oh, six episodes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, weird. Ran for six. Okay, that makes sense. Because I did not know that was a thing. Gravity Falls, Robot Chicken, Skylanders. Everything. Like, Everything. I, 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 I am only halfway through her credits. Like, it just goes... It's like every year there's like 30 new credits. I have ne- I have never seen anything like this. God, the, the mailbox money she must get from these things. Because everyone's oh. syndicating this stuff. I mean, every streaming channel has these to watch. So on the Arrow TV series... Um, they they had the Suicide Squad, which was before the movie came out, and then they had to kill off the characters because they couldn't have them on the TV show anymore. Um, but they based, they had Harley Quinn, but they couldn't have Harley Quinn, so they just had like you heard her voice and kind of saw her hair in a distance, and she apparently did the voice for that. No way, that is awesome. <laughs> That's great. She was Billy Batson in a Shazam cartoon, like three episodes of that. I like she has more money than any human being you will ever know. <laughs> if she got streaming rights, surely I don't know what, how Jack, that affects everything. I just like even if she got like the worst, even if she got paid scale for everything, and I'm sure like a lot of voiceover stuff you probably get screwed over, but like she's she's got she's got so much. I mean, every different version of My Little Pony you can imagine. Uh, Inspector Gadget, she was Penny in the reboot of that. Nice. A series of unfortunate events. I Hotel Transylvania. Like, Family well, Guy. 
I like I know well, we're not gonna stay on this forever, but like this is I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> Rick and Morty. Like every if guys, if it's a cartoon, she is a thou- she's the voice of the clock in the Loki series. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Okay, well there you go. That's probably the, the latest thing you would know her from. And if she's done that, no, she's it's, obviously it's, been in the what if stuff. By far, it's not even the latest thing you would know her from. Wow. After Loki, we've got Sanders Shorts, DC Superhero Girls, Baby Shark's Big Show, My Little Pony, Pony Life, Spirit, A Martian Story, uh, Beverly Hills Broke, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and Goblins Animated. Those are all of her credits since Loki. Wow, she she's working. I mean, Good for her. Wow. Uh, on a related note, before we jump into TNT, I did listen to a podcast today that brought me up to speed on, I would say, voice cloning someone, where essentially they use machine learning or AI to take audio that you have and basically make a synthetic version of you ready to go, where I can type something into a computer and it would just read it as if it was my own voice. And... It's come a long way. Um, it is, they did examples of it. And you can still tell when they tell you, hey, we're about to let you listen to this. You can tell that it's not them. Because the one thing it can't really do is change itself, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, I can't say, have Alex read this as excited. It would just be my normal voice. Which, if you're doing, like, radio, if you're doing, like, NPR-type podcasting, yeah, that works because you never change that at all. You're, you're, lov- you're always the same. Yeah. So it can mimic it, but when it comes to like voiceover work where you would need to be animated and actually act, it's not there yet for good reason. I mean, yeah, thankfully, be. because you would completely eliminate, or at least you think you could eliminate um, all these this voice acting work, at least the corporate. You can tell listening to it that corporate people are thinking that like, yeah, I can have all, it only takes 90 minutes of audio to make a clone. <laughs> and you're like, no, motherfucker. And everyone, no. everyone else is like, no, motherfucker. Maybe for like Siri, it's fine. And yeah, maybe it's for fine like, for Siri, you can have it read the news to you, but yeah, no, it, mind it's the not, gap when you're on a train you or something. You can't, you can't teach it to act. Like, you can't teach it to act yet. And I don't think you ever could. No, like, it's, you can't. Never. At least... No, but it was interesting to see how much, and the whole time I was thinking, we could easily make digital versions of Brad and I now, because you only need 90 minutes, and we have like hundreds of hours of recording. And if it, if it was cheap, if it was something you could just throw in and get it, it might be funny to try that. Um, and and the, 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 the one thing it did say that was a good case was, let's say that you're in, like you've recorded something already, and you just want to change something, or you said something wrong and you want it to sound better. It takes seconds seconds to, to like just tell this thing to say what you wanted it to say and it spits out something that sounds super good at a certain you know level but at the same time that's that's useful in a lot of audio editing or even beyond editing uh audio editing so i was like okay i can see a practical purpose for that but it's got to be cheap no one's gonna pay expense like no it can't be that expensive or else what's the point like i i can just get someone to come back in and redo it it's not that yeah it doesn't cost that much to hire a voice actor and to do follow-ups yeah, it can't be that. Interesting stuff, though. Interesting stuff. Female Frank Walker in this episode. Hmm. There you go. But she's a kid in here, Brad. She's a child. Yeah. And she's a child that is really interested in what adults think about riding bicycles. Yeah. Basically, she's 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 bothering literally every person she comes across. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, do you feel that there's too many cars in this city? 
and no one wants to talk to her. It's like, hey, how do you feel about bicycles? You think bicycles are okay? Or do you think there's too many cars? Hmm? I, she she is a self-proclaimed reporter because she works the beat for her um, her school paper. Is she in junior high or high school? No clue. I, at one point she says it and I was like, I, I, I couldn't remember what it was. I, she looks like she's in junior high. Like she's not in high school yet, but she might be a freshman. But she's really trying to find these angles and these stories. And I guess it, it was during this time we started getting a little bit more environmentally conscious so I can understand. Yeah, of course this kid's taking it to these no. adults. Fuck you and all your fossil fuel bullshit. Shit. Ride a bike, goddammit. Yeah. Also, no, her rig out is the most, like, wild 80s situation. It, like, oh, I don't yeah. even... What do you call that when there's, like, the, the lines across? Like, it's it's like a, like a marching band situation <laughs> on, like, a denim jacket. I don't even know what that is. I, I'm waiting in the video because I'm, I'm, I have it always playing whenever we're watching, just, like, mm-hmm. on mute. Because, again, the fashions, and it keeps me grounded in what we're saying. I'm not sure what you... What are those? What practical purpose yeah. does that serve? Yeah, I'm looking at two minutes. That's four seconds when she's just standing there. And it's also got like a giant like butterfly um like on the left side, which is wild. There's and also double like, popped collars. Yeah, and on the white shirt that she wears underneath this, down where I guess the zipper is, the front, it's like plaid? Yeah, it's there's strange. a plaid stripe. It's it's real wild. And then she's got that like bow. a red plaid skirt. Um, a red glove, fingerless glove on one hand. Like this kid's yeah. bringing it for what is this, 88, 89? Yeah, it's a lot. She's got a lot, a lot of levels, and then like a big bow in the hair. Like it's wild. Uh, nobody wants to talk to her. Uh, and then Amy Amanda rolls up in her uh, convertible VW Bug, mm-hmm. just straight up parks in a no parking zone. Like fuck it, don't care. Like listen, and this they did this on fucking Highlander as well. Like what? Like, in Canada, can you just, like, can you just, like, park wherever the fuck in Canada and, like, you just get tickets and it's like, whatever, I got a ticket. I'll just pay my tickets. It, it actually shocked me that Amy Amanda did this because it seemed out yeah. of character for her. And the kid even warns her, right? Doesn't she say, hey, adult, uh, this is a no park space? She's like, I, I got to go, kid. I'm, I'm, I'm late or something. It's it's known that this is a no parking sign and it's spoken. And she's basically says, I didn't care. Like, I just have to go. But I do love that when the the repo, like the guy comes up to like take her car out of here, uh, the kid stops her interview with the one guy who will talk to her, some nerd, lol nerd, and she runs up and is like, hey, have a heart. I'm sure she'll be right back out. Which I'm like, this little kid, like, uh, okay, that's yeah, heart like, of gold, uh, child. It's like, what do you absolutely like, look? I feel like I, like, I mean, bravo to the kid for even like giving a fuck. I feel yeah. like the real game that would be like, um, hop in the car and be like, hey, this is my mom's car. And just like don't let them take it. Like if you want to try to do something, because like it's a convertible, you can just hop in. Like whatever. And they're not going to take a car with a kid in it. I, um, the, to- the tow truck guy is already pretty much oh, yeah. getting it, so I understand why she didn't. But. Definitely. But here's a couple of couple couple of things. Couple of things. Mm-hmm. One, like Amy Man is like, oh, I'll be right out. I mean, Amy Man is going to court. <laughs> She's literally going to court. <laughs> I mean, it's not in and out. It's not like I'm just going to go drop off this paper. I've got to pick up this thing. She's going to court. She. We find out she's late for court. Amy, Amanda, you don't... You're going to leave your car in a no-parking zone at court? Like... I mean, that is a wild disregard for the law. And, I mean, this was a different time. We lived during this time. Like, we were children, but nothing took... Uh, there was nothing... If, if you were like, okay, this will take me just a second, that meant... Uh, you didn't even... That wasn't even the concept. Like, things all 
always took at least 15 minutes when you had to go, especially with the car and like going out and doing something. There's no way it's gonna take less than that. So she was gonna leave it there for 15 minutes? Court, I'm assuming at bare minimum would be 30, right? Or like 25? Like, that is what, like I think the closest I've ever come to this is like one time I was doing, um, I think I was running, uh, I was I was running their lightboard or soundboard for a play, and like I it was also I was like also working like a third shift job in college and working on the show, and so I I come I had uh, between classes I like I took a nap and I overslept. And like I woke up in a panic because I was gonna, I was like late for you know for the show like and there was like Ooh. I mean not late for the I was late for the you know tech setup like it's okay, not like right. it's not like the yeah. show was in progress or anything and like nobody was running the lights um, <laughs> but like I was late I was late for call um, and like I just and I remember like. Like, just driving over to the NKU Theater. Like, I lived on campus, so it's not like I had far to go. But it's like, there was no way I was going to find parking. So I just parked in the circle. And, like, I I just went to somebody in the box out. And I was like, here's my keys. Uh, Go park my car. <laughs> nice. And I think Chris Wesselman went and, like, parked my car. <laughs> like, it was, like, it was wild. Because, <laughs> like, I had nice. to get the microphone set up for the fucking show. Yeah. you. I mean, yeah, that, that takes precedent. Thank you, Chris, yeah. for doing that. Absolutely. But on a, uh, on a related note. I have a friend, a friend of the show, like Ben, you remember my old roommate. He's been on the show before. We all know Ben. Um, he got his car, his convertible, um, our like convertible light car, stolen in Chicago when he moved up there. And it was gone for months. And they were just like, yeah, we're not going to be able to find it. But they did find it. And what this person had done is they stole his car and then they would just drive it around and they parked in no parking spots and just would go in for hours at a time and then come back out. And they just racked like tons of tickets. And then once they would just were done they just abandoned that car and stole another one to do the same thing and they were like yeah this is a thing that's happening these people steal these cars just so they can have like this kind of parking and they don't have to take any consequence for it which i'm like that's weird that you would connect grand theft auto just so you could have better parking at these things like what are you doing one who needs to park that often in like the city like it's just weird um but he eventually got it back and he sold the car obviously once they got everything done but so there are people who park in non no parking zones or temporary parking for and just get tickets and don't and they even I I don't get I've never done this and I don't think I would even if I was late I would just call ahead or I, well no because it was a different time in the in KU I like everything you said makes sense and tracks yeah like yeah I was on campus and literally I like I parked in the circle and just ran up to the theater and like you know found and somebody the was right, right there. there like yeah he was back like, in your car in like ten minutes at the most yeah at the most at, yeah at the most probably five <laughs> like it was yeah it was fine but yeah that but it did feel real wild like here's my key go park my car <laughs> like just to leave my car it felt crazy but uh i also felt crazy because like i was woken up from a nap by a phone call being like where are you <laughs> ah! Ah! was this like was this before i moved up there yeah, yeah. okay I was like, when you say you lived on campus i was like that was before my time oh yeah this was like my sophomore year i think it was it was real wild. It was so real fucking wild. You didn't get dinged by it. It's just like, oh, he's late. He's never going to work in this town again. Because you went on to do many shows at NKU. Oh, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was fine. I was, I was like, I think I was like in total like 15 minutes late for call. But again, like, I was also never late for anything. Oh, yeah. So. It was more of a concern. Like, hey, are you okay? Where are yeah. you? Kind of thing. Also, we need you to set up the microphones. Yeah, we need someone to set up the microphones. Because <laughs> the microphones aren't set up. <laughs> and we need somebody to set up the 
the microphones. I mean, we have and projection know, voices, but it's only know, so much. We don't know where the microphones are. <laughs> was this in the big auditorium? Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, I was in the Corbett. Every once in a while, I get like the the just like the idea of should I go to an NKU show? Yes. I mean, obviously not now. It's it's pandemic times, and it, it is like it is a far drive for me now. But then I'm like, should I go to local theater? Like it's not the, that the far high school drive. does a theater. Well, it, it's not that far of a drive. I, it, kids, that's all I gotta say. Bedtimes yeah. at a certain time, I and mean, we had to hit a babysitter, so it would be like a night of an event. I, I, it would, it would cost a lot to go down there in addition to my time, which is fine. Like, oh yeah, why it would not? be a hassle, sure, but I, it would, but fun, be fascinating. Like, I'm like, like I want to go back and see the, the old campus. I want to see yeah. this. Like, NKU always does a solid show. Come on, I, I really want to like, I, I want to start. I mean, obviously quarantine times, but like, yeah, I like, I want to, yeah, I want to start seeing some shows. I was like, I should just like see what the local colleges are doing. Totally. What kind of theater productions are happening in colleges around here? But Anyway, this kid is given the acting of her life at this point. Come on, man. I'm sure she'll be right out. Have a heart. Can't. Car gets picked up by the tow truck and off. That convertible is gone. Um, And then this weirdo guy is like, hey, I've got some more thoughts about cars. Hey, could this, like, weirdo guy, like, why is he trying to talk to a kid so much? I don't like it. There's a lot of things about, like, adults and kids in this that I think are weird. She also has a red camera uh, around her neck, which is interesting. And that thing that was down the front of her shirt, it is part of the shirt. For a second, I thought, is that a tie? Her outfit is the craziest. Is it the worst outfit? I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, But we, we, we go into the courthouse... And Amy Manders got out of court. Could have been 30 minutes later, 20. I don't know how long it's been. What do you think of, I know we're, what do you think of their outfits here? Because I love Mr. T's polka dot bow tie and uh, like handkerchief in his pocket or pocket yeah. square. Awesome. It's great. And I I kind of like her pink outfit as much as it's like of the era. Yeah, it's 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 very like drapey um, 80s. It's very dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> like it's very much of that time, but it looks nice enough. It's fine. I mean, compared to the other. Amy Amanda runs outside. She realizes her car is gone. The kid oh, wait, comes wait, up. Hold up, hold up. Um, oh, go ahead. So about the court case. Um, they, they got, um, they, Amy Amanda forgot an important document that she needed (sighs) for the case. Um, so they, they were able to get like an extension and hold the case for like a day or something or something because she didn't have the fucking paperwork she was supposed to have. Amy Amanda, get your shit together. I, this is a real episode of her like, like not having her life together at all. (laughs) I really wonder what's going on with her. Um, because it's out of character. They even say it later in the episode, but, um... Yeah, so the kid says, hey, this one towing... I got the name of the towing truck company. They said it was this. You can go find him or whatever. Sorry. Also, I'm recording all of this, so cool. Can you imagine anything more terrifying than going outside and not... Your car just not being there? Oh, it's happened. I've had my car towed before on the campus uh, in Columbus, Ohio, and it was scary. Like, having to go to call the tow truck company and getting it, and then they wouldn't take like debit cards or cash you had to bring cash and it was like a couple of hundred dollars and i thought well that's crazy yeah and we've talked about that before and it was also like the compounded like like it would cost like an insane amount of money mm-hmm. if i didn't pay it that day and i was like okay well i'm good for this but this is all weird um yeah i can't imagine especially but then before cell phones yeah fuck. without cell phones like you've got to go to these places and track this shit down with what your car was towed. <laughs> <laughs> a bus like i don't um 
Yeah. Also, the young kid, what is her name? The character name? You'd said it earlier. Sid. Sid. She finds another person to talk to, and this guy's all about bikes. Rides his bike everywhere. Um, another adult talking to this tiny kid outside the courthouse. When Amy Amanda goes to the first tow truck company, the fashions in the first frame blew my mind. Uh, this guy with the trench coat, mm-hmm. with the blue jeans, and then like the boots interesting 80s look and there's a guy in the background with a yellow jacket that has like a black like i'm not sure what's going on oh yeah and then amy amanda's 80s thing and i'm like what is a very fashion-centric episode yeah so uh um the guy at the car lot he looks like he's walker texas highlander oh yeah strong (laughs) vibes he's got got like a he's he's got some real uh like some uh um connor mcleod looking vibes but also with the with the boots um, yeah, Walker, Texas Highland. But yeah, that guy in the back with the with the black, um, I guess, I think black turtleneck and then the yellow jacket. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Um, the guy's telling Emmy Amanda, look, no, no one went over and got your car. Our guy, like our car's in the shop, our tow truck or something's going on. It's not here. And she's like, well, do you mind if I look around? Go for it. Oh, did I not warn you about the dog that might kill you if you get too close to it? Sorry. Yikes. Very bizarre. Yeah. We go back to Mr. T, and uh, he's at the office with Sophie, and they're just buying time for Amy Amanda, because she's MIA. She's out looking for a car, and they're like, look, clients, wait for her to come back and advise you. Mr. T says, look, I do not, I cannot practice law yet. I am a student of law. I am a detective. I cannot give you law advice. Um, Sophie's like, well, what's your problem? (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love Sophie slash Sophie. She's so great. Every time she's in an episode, I get excited. I'm like, what a treat. We get Sophie in this episode. I, w- I was scrolling through because I was looking to see how many episodes we have left this season. And it, by the way, quite a few because it's nice. the 80s. Um, um, and like there's an episode that's very Sophie centric that I am very excited about. Oh, goodness. Yes. <laughs> We go to Amy Amanda, and it's a montage of her going to all these different car lots. In reality, they probably just filmed it all in one. It's yeah. just fun. I, just knowing that. But anyway, she's like, she's got a list, and she's like checking them off as she goes through, and it's, this is just great. Can't find it. Um, we go back, and Sophie's giving her bad advice, and then the client's like, you know what, I'll just come back when Amy Amanda's here. And they're worried. It's like, where is she? Oh, where is she? She's roaming the halls of a school. And this is oh, a part that really freaks me out. This has got to be a high school, by the way, because these kids look old. And by old, I mean 30. <laughs> yeah. A lot of old kids in this school. It shows the front of the school, so I think it does say high, so it's definitely a high school. But Amy Amanda can apparently just walk into a high school and Didn't they hey do that kid. Before? I guess they did, but it always strikes me as odd because I you just don't see other adults at a high school. No, it's right? weird. Very weird. I don't like it. I don't like these adults just just roaming into high schools. It's very strange. Um, but yeah, she's like, hey, hey, he said, said, um, question, are you sure that was the name of the place? Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what this may be? I did a, I did a story on this for the school paper. <laughs> she did what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. These, like, fucking people, they steal cars and they have, like, fake, uh, fake tow truck with, a uh, fake, uh, um, advertising. And what they're actually doing is just snatching cars up. And, uh. I mean, 
in Seacouver in Canada, kid journalists are really fucking doing journalism, and I love For it. For real, serious journalism, uh, which you knows not doing their job. Detective fucking Jones, as per usual, Amy Amanda goes to him, and he's like, "Oh well, that sucks." <laughs> like, like it's some real cop shit. Like, what do you want us to do? I want you to find my stolen car? You said you parked in a no parking zone. That's what you get. That's what happens. Yeah, but like, where's my car? Probably, they probably hmm. stole it. Yeah. Do your job. Look, I just, just, just cops on the beat. But we find about 60% of the cars that get stolen. What about the other 40%? I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I have important court court documents in there. Shouldn't that? Nah, so you say. Motherfucker, you work with her every fucking week. So you, were... you say. Like, what, what? Why would she be lying to you about important court documents? What an asshole. God, he's the like, worst. Like, I really don't. That's like if we questioned each other on everything on the podcast. Even like, no. we've been doing podcasts for years, the, the decades. Well, a decade. Alex, a I had bit. a really good time at Halloween Horror Nights uh, the other night. Yeah, uh, so you say. What? But I did. I I, I sent you photos. Yeah, I yeah. You, I sent you a selfie of me and Luxie. Look, I get about sixty percent of those pictures you send. <laughs> the other forty percent lost in cyberspace. He got a quarter. <laughs> Think about Here. buying a soda or a coffee. Uh, he um, is an asshole. Like fuck this guy. Fuck this character. Every, like again, everything. I love everything about this show, but I I love how shitty the fucking cops are. And it really is. It's great. great. Um, also, I love that there's two guys in chicken suits in the <laughs> doing something <laughs> in the background here. <laughs> Like, the background antics in every episode. Like, oh, in the courthouse, there was a bunch of kids that were apparently, like, on a school trip. Like, the weird just, like, stories that are happening in the background are always amazing. But yeah, there's two guys in chicken suits. Like, that have, like, big mascot heads that are apparently being, like, questioned about something. <laughs> Great. I missed them the first time. I'm, I've got to go back and see them. Oh, like, yeah. it's, it's, not that I, it's not that I distrust eight. you and only trust sixty percent of the things. Sixty hmm. percent of the things you say, but yeah, there they are. This is amazing. Yeah, around eight <laughs> minutes, nineteen seconds. <laughs> And they really look like they're being drug in and like, what, oh, the, yeah. what the fuck? We're just in our chicken costumes. Getting us off the street. What's up? Oh, taking downtown. It's embarrassing. Oh, I love it. I fucking love it. So Amy Amanda eventually goes back to the office right when they're closing it up. And she gets she gets it from T and Sophie. Like, where the fuck have you been? I've been hey, singing and dancing to get job. these clients. Yeah. And Amy Amanda's like, no, um, I'm gonna fucking get my car. That car is important to me. Um, I love my fucking car. Well, her her dad gave it to her, and I don't know if her dad's still around, but there's like sentimental value to it that yeah, she but, it was a graduation gift. They don't make cars like that anymore. I so Mr. T's like, cool. How about I go do the detective work to find it, and you do your law work? And she's like, aren't you studying law? You can tell she's getting emotional about this because she normally wouldn't be this snappy at T. Yeah. Also, Mr. T's like, is he doing the like law school? Like, I guess. Is he taking like night classes? <laughs> like, what's happening? I've not seen him study for anything, but I, that's what they're telling us, Brad. Yeah. So, so, uh, um, Sophie slash Sophie steps outside and is like, "Hey, Amy, Amanda, there goes your car." Um, and Amy, Amanda, like, goes out and like ch- tries to chase down the car, and she almost catches the car, by the way, which is oh, pretty yeah. wild. In heels, running. Yeah, it's impressive. And she almost catches it. It just goes away, and she says something. Doesn't she say like "God damn it" or something? Yeah. And then there's nuns there, and she's like, "Oh, sorry." She should have just looked at him and said, "Fuck you," and walked away. Because <laughs> I, I, 
So yeah. we go back to the courthouse and T is talking with this asshole detective. At this Ugh. point, why are you even being civil with him other than I guess you need him on occasion? And he's talking about Amy and man. It's like, you ever think a girl so worked up about a car? <laughs> Women, right? And Mr. T's like, what are you talking about? It's so, it's so crazy. And then, and then Amy Amanda um, shows up and again, we'll, we, we got a lot of outfits to talk about, but this is a notable oh, yeah. one. It's, a, she's got like a, it's like a black turtleneck. Um, her hair is up like in a real kooky, like a racer head fashion. <laughs> yeah. And she's wearing this jacket that is, it's, it's like a light blue but is like got like big like black like giant black like checkered squares on it like like she's in a blue version of the Star Trek holodeck yeah um and it's the callback to the Star Trek holodeck that really like I guess slightly endears this to me but I'm like hey, Amy come on but again not the wildest fashion in this no. episode by any stretch of the imagination it's not uh, even, Amy, even, even like sorry even the lapels are weird on this jacket like they're they they they're like they start thin at the top and then they get real wide. It's like an inverse lapel. Whoever's doing wardrobe for this show really does go into detail on so many outfits. Uh, at one point, Sophie is wearing like this striped shirt that's like blue and yellow, and she has like a yellow uh, bow in her hair. But she has a black and yellow watch on, and the watch looks all. I wish there was. I wish this was beyond HD so I could like zoom in because I want to see this watch from this time period and see just what is going on on it because it looks like it's one of those kooky watches. Watches. Mm. You wouldn't get that. Come on, that's just awesome. And again, Mr. T with yeah. the polka dots, like they just do so much detail. I love it. Yeah. But Amy Man is like, all right, you know what? You're, if you're not going to do anything, you fucking cop piece of shit. Um, because, oh, basically, he's like, hey, uh, we looked it up and we looked up that car, and yeah, that guy bought that car a month ago, so it's not your car. Well, could you go investigate it? What for? I just told you, he bought it a month ago. What do you want us to investigate? Could you just go and like see and like check him out and see if it's above board? Ah, I don't really, I'm not really interested. Like, just as a personal favor, like, you know these people. Like, this is the thing, like, cops are useless assholes, but like, if you're friends with a cop, like, the idea is like, they'll make him like, you know, actually do shit for you. Cause like, you know the cop and they know you and it's like, they can actually do their job for once. And, like, so they'll help out people they know. This cop won't even help out, like, people he knows. I mean, that are more than just acquaintance with, that you work with on occasion. That you have yeah. to, like, it's just strange. Ugh. It's just strange. So she's like, all right, well, if you're not going to do anything, hey, T, give me your keys. I'm taking your car. <laughs> yeah, and Mr. T gives gives his, gives her his, his car keys. He should have said, don't park it in a no parking zone, no matter what. If you see your car, don't just abandon mine and run after yours again. Yeah. There's stipulations, Amy Amanda. If you're going to be detective and I'm going to be lawman, we're going to have to we're going to have to work this out for the short term. Yeah, definitely. Oh, next scene. Yeah, next scene is uh, Sophie slash Sophie wearing that, wearing that outfit and that watch. That is wild looking watch. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so, uh, uh, Sydney, I'm um, sorry, Sid, uh, comes by the office and is like, hey, is Amy Amanda here? And Sophie says, Sophie's like, oh no, she's busy chasing her car all day and not doing her job again. Oh, cool. Uh, well, the kid has worked out where the chop shop is. Because <laughs> she's I, a master child reporter. I want to see this, this kid, like, in action. I want to see what else is going on. Because she finds out a lot of shit just off camera that I'm like, how did what? she find this out? What is she doing? Her Hire her. Tisha. 
sure. like, yeah, Mr. Her and Mr. T could like work together just as investigators. Easily. I mean, it's pretty you, fucking wild. You know a guy I wish we would see again? The guy from I think the first or second episode that was like, I tell you all these things, Amy Amanda, and you always say you might go out with me on a date, but you never do. There's no, yeah. you, you never go out to dinner. Another lunch just gone. Nah. <laughs> like I want that guy to come back, right? I mean, Definitely. Because they got all the other people. I, I like to say, she says, hey, uh, tell Amy Amanda that I got this information that I need to talk to her. Sophie, spoiler, doesn't tell her because I guess she doesn't see her. Yeah. Uh, but Mr. T goes to the courtroom. He has to go in Amy's stead to extend the case because they're still looking for the car and still need to find that important document. I mean, Amy Amanda just like skipping court. <laughs> like, she is torpedoing this case. Like, it's is a her good dad thing. dead, I guess? Like, is it because like this is the last gift, the only gift I, she had? I, I, maybe, but I, I don't know. I, no, I think it's just like, I get it. Like, if somebody stole my shit, like, I would be pissed off. Like, I don't, like, don't, like, stealing shit is the worst. Like, I'm, like, I was ready to buy a, a fucking baseball bat and beat somebody's skull in when they stole my Amazon package. Like, I get it. Like, don't steal shit. It's the worst. So I get it. But, like, you got oh, shit yeah. to do. Like, yeah. I, I didn't take off work to, like, wait for somebody to steal my Amazon package. I bought a camera and, like, kept an eye out. Oh, yeah. Got proactive on that. Oh, yeah. Now, if I put the camera up and been home and saw someone stealing my Amazon package, I would have come out and beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not skipping work to do that. That's wild. Especially not skipping court. And they're defense attorneys. Like, I'm not sure mm -hmm. what this case is. We don't know. We never get the details. But, like, if you're a defense attorney, I mean, if you're a prosecution, you can go fuck yourself. I don't care. Um, <laughs> like, unless you're prosecuting the government, like, I don't know. Is it that important? Whatever. But, like, a defense attorney has to fucking show up. Well, Mr. T is there, even though Amy yeah. Amanda is MIA. He's like, look, I talked to Amy Amanda. This is outside of her character. We're all aware of this, but she has to extend it because we're looking for a document. And the judge is like, this is highly irregular. I don't even know if you have a defense, but you know what? Amy Amanda has built up such a reputation. I think it's fine. The detective is stewing behind Mr. T, just like, fuck, I was hoping she'd get screwed over, this woman that I kind of kind of work with. I would have loved if we have a, a, a deleted scene, I know these don't exist, where he like finds the car and knows who has it and just, nah, doesn't yeah, do anything. Because he's an asshole. Like, Doesn't Amy Mr. Amanda, T say a, Look, Amy Amanda calls him and was like, hey, I got the address of where the car's being held. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, could you, could you oh, send it for you? Click. <laughs> could you send somebody? Hello? Hello? Excuse me? Detective Jeff. Ding, ding, ding. Fuck. Um, Mr. T is explaining this to the, to the judge, and doesn't he misspeak? Like, he says one word when he means another one. I, I, it's, but it's like regular Mr. T misspeak, where yeah. I don't think, it's not like there's the line is mis, Mr. T misspeaks, it's Mr. T can't really say lines. <laughs> but the detective leans over in the background and mouths to the other guy beside him, a detective or cop, like making fun of him, like, what did he just say? All the more reason to just... Yeah, this this guy, this uh, detective's the worst. So yeah, they luckily they get the we one week extension. <laughs> Amy Amanda just wasting everybody's time. Meanwhile, Amy Amanda and now Sid, who's met up with her, um, <laughs> they go to the car lot and uh, confront this guy. And it's like, hey, are you uh, that guy that uh, bought my car a month ago? He's like, no, that's my partner. But I don't know what you're talking about. Also, I've never seen that car, so go away. <laughs> I'm very sketchy. She says she'll be back. And for good reason. The car is literally just like in the garage. If she had been able to look around, she would have seen it. And the whole yeah. scam, I guess, is that they, um, 
they buy a car and like exchange the serial numbers on it or like no, do something? They, they do it. They find wrecked cars mm-hmm. um, and they get the serial number um, and then they go find a matching car of a matching type and then switch the serial numbers. Hmm. So that way they can't trace that the car back. So it seems like it's a different car. And it seems like that car was totaled for some reason. Someone right. stole it and totaled it. But they're making a profit because they're able to sell that car. And this, exactly. we find out Amy Amanda's car is worth $15,000. She says a vintage, which then was a lot of money for sure. No. So that it's both an investment piece, I guess, and a collectible car. Like they don't make them like they used to, Amy Amanda says, correctly. Um, so they're, they're looking to make $15,000 off of this. Nice. So, uh, meanwhile, Mr. T makes a quick stop at the gym to change clothes, because that's where he keeps his clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't really understand. But again, I'm glad he got some time in here. I was wondering, where's Decker in all of this? And how are him and Sophie doing? I guess not, but... I well, hopefully we'll find out someday. But yeah, Mr. T gets into his streetwear. Meanwhile, Amy Amanda has apparently changed clothes for some reason. She's not wearing the holodeck shirt anymore. Um, what she's wearing is a sweater. A I'm gonna say turtleneck sweater, but honestly, it looks like she's wearing a neck brace. <laughs> yeah. The the collar of this sweater is so big. Like I don't even understand it. I really feel that there's so oh. much material that she could like pull it up over her head mm-hmm. and it would just like consume her head and everything and it could just like a quick mask. I just realized she's wearing a blue regular turtleneck under <gasps> the giant white sweater no. neck collar turtleneck. Then is it that or is it like some sort of like weird headband when you're cold or something that she's just like resting on her neck? It can't be because the way no, that it's, yeah, it's, it's up, connected it has to, to be a neck yeah. piece. Weird. Uh, yeah, I was, I was, fa- I, I stopped it and rewound and watched parts of this over and over again to try to work out this fucking turtleneck situation because I, at first, I thought it was a neck collar. I was like, what's this scam she's trying to pull? And then I realized, oh no, that's just the sweater. It's very strange. But yeah, they hop the fence <laughs> and uh, sneak in because they gotta find evidence. Oh yeah. So something else that needs to be said: the people who are running the scam are brothers. And one of them is the brains operation. The other one is the guy in the jar jar who steals everything. And he's like, look, we need to just destroy this car. Like, it's getting too hot. If we destroy all the evidence, it's cool. Because this this woman, who may be a lawyer or a detective, probably a lawyer because she's a shitty detective, um, she's going to come back with the cops or something. And the brother's like, shut up. This isn't going to, just don't do it. So the brother decides to take matters in his own hands. Like, no, I'm going to destroy this car. So Amy Amanda sees him pull the car out, get the giant electromagnetic crane to pick up and put it in the... The, the junker, the tra- uh, the car compactor, and the brother comes out and says, "Dude, what the fuck? No, that's a fifteen. That's fifteen thousand dollars, you idiot!" And he's like, "No!" And they come to fisticuffs, just like fighting each other. And while they're fighting, Amy Amanda gets into um, the crane operating vehicle and locks the door on it. And as the brothers fight, the one brother who wants to destroy it knocks the other one out. And all right, now I'm on top. I'm gonna destroy the car. He looks up and Amy Amanda's in there like, ha ha. And he's like, no, he gets up and tries to open it up. While that's happening, uh, the kid tries to run for help or go to whatever underground circle of people she gets all this raving from for help. Who knows who, where she's going? Um, but Mr. T is there. He's like, hey, I'm here. What's up? What do you guys need? She's like, Amy, man, is in trouble. So Mr. T goes over and performs a superpower again. It's like, I, I would never have thought we would see it again. He does no. the thing from 
from Silver Angel where he picks up the guy by his ankles and lifts him straight into the air and carries him around. It's such a weird move. Yeah, it's strange. Not quite as good as when they did it the first time, because that was no. magical. Yeah, because it had the Angel. weird music, too. But this is still weird. Um, and I love that uh, while it's happening, the guy's like, whoa, whoa, but the guy's almost laughing a little bit, like he even thinks this is ridiculous. But I love that it cuts over to Amy Amanda just like looking like with complete and other, just like, fuck this guy. Mr. T throws him, knocks him out, and then <sighs> craziness happens. Amy Amanda accidentally releases... Uh, no, wait. I don't know how it happens, but... So Amy Amanda is, like, playing with the controls, trying to, like, set her car down. Hey, Amy Amanda, just step away from the... Con you don't know how to operate this fucking, like, magnetic crane. Obviously, just have Mr. T threaten that guy and have him put the car down. Like, that... He's, he knows how to control the thing. Like, you've already got him. Like, just have Mr. T, like, growl at him and work it. But instead, Amy Amanda somehow drops her own car. So crazy. And we see it fall and just... Like full impact, two or three stories up, and it is not pretty. And you think, well, I mean, maybe honest... you could do some body work, maybe it's salvageable. But honestly, though, like when they first pick it up, like I feel like I feel like it it hits something. Like when the guy first lifts it up, he's not yeah. he's not being careful with it because he's tr planning to crush oh, it. Oh yeah. So I feel like it was already like probably irreparably damaged. Well, the magnet has like claws. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, and he picks it up from the back, not even the frame. So yeah. it's like, this is fucked. Like, you're gonna have to find a whole new back for this anyway. But then she accidentally hits something and the entire like magnet thing uh, goes slack and falls back down on top of the vehicle completely, totally. Yeah. What could have worked? Heartbroken. Heartbroken. Yeah. So, uh, I do, we get some great reaction shots from both her and T, though. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. One of these shots is in the, the, the credit roll at the very beginning, which I've always oh, yeah. wondered. It's like, okay, this is it. This is it. I love any time we get to see any, any shot that's in the opening credits. That's a, that's always a delight for me. But, fast forward. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. We, yeah, out. we fast forward, um, another, uh, week, I guess, to when they're finally having this court case. And, uh, luckily it all worked out yeah. with that guy. That Amy Amanda tried to fuck over three times. Um, like, luckily, it all worked out. His case, uh, they won. Um, so, uh, and and uh, also, uh, little reporters there, Sid, and she's like, "Hey, well, listen, you 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 uh, won your case, and you broke like a, a a car smuggling ring. So I guess that's pretty cool." And Amy Amanda's like, "Yeah, but I fucking missed my car. It's a one of a kind. I'll never see another car like it." Oh, but what's that right in front of you? <gasps> What does she call the car? She has like a pet name for it. Pokey. Pokey. She's like, oh, it's Pokey. She runs up, she's like, oh, it's not Pokey. But it's okay, like it's fine. It, it's a good stand-in. It's Pokey too. Pokey too. I mean, it's a, it's a 1978 like VW convertible. Like it's- It's a $15,000 car. Yeah. A collectible car. So Amy Manda, shut up. I, it's all I gotta say, like just yeah. come on. And uh, they're like, well, how'd you find it? It's like, Detective, apparently Detective Jones, of all fucking people, well, not of all people, his brother is a, uh, a used car dealer out of Florida. So, um, first of all, hmm, used car dealer, sketchy. Uh, oh, of course yeah. He's, of course Out he's of Florida, double sketch. Oh, double given... sketch. Double sketch. Um, and yeah, of course. So, uh, apparently he, he found one. And, uh, there's a, there's a joke here that like, um, but this must have cost a fortune. And, and she's like, nah, insurance covered the whole thing. And there's a joke that Mr. T, like, 
worked out the- Is the idea he threatened the insurance company until they agreed to buy her a new car? I- I thought the joke was that it takes so much time and effort to file a claim in the 80s and actually get that money back that it is a- It is not something easily done, especially during this time. So it was just something that took him so much time, like it's- He had to do this, which is known to be something that everyone hates to do and he still did it for you. But I'm- Dude, I have no idea. I think it's better if he had to rough them up, pick yeah, people I, up by their ankles and hold them up in the air in a weird yeah. way. I, yeah, I think he like harassed some like insurance people, which again, from my experience dealing with that drunk insurance guy out of Georgia, um, yeah, it took a lot of yelling and complaining to get anything done. So I think maybe if I had a Mr. T to like go and harass somebody, maybe <laughs> uh, you do get things done. But yeah, I... I, I don't know, because I mean, I get, like, your insurance, the the idea if you have full, like, coverage on your insurance is that it should replace your car with, you know, the equivalent monetarily, and of course your car depreciates, so getting the exact same car probably is difficult, but maybe if it had more miles or something, or something, you could work it, I, I don't know. You forget yeah. that this is a collectible car. Like, this is a car that is worth that, money well past it, that. I mean, I guess. Cars weren't $15,000 in the... Like, most car, at least from what I remember in the commercials... $15,000 means something for a car this old. Like yeah. it's a, it's a, and at that point you're insuring it because it is worth money. I get, dude, I honestly don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know what anything means anymore. But that's the end of the episode. Mr. T gets a kiss on the cheek from Amy Amanda and Sid just goes back to high school, I guess. <laughs> Hitting the beat, doing her journalism. And I hope she appears in a future episode. And she's also wearing a bow that looks like a Christmas present. Um, oh yeah. Bow. Very strange. This kid's fashion. So hey, let's get to it. Worst dress, best dress in this episode, because I think that'll take the most time to deliberate. I mean, that, I, the double turtleneck Amy Amanda wears, absolutely garbage. Like, no. Yeah, no. no. I love a turtleneck, but that is ludicrous. I thought it was a neck brace. <laughs> yeah. Everything that the kid wears, Sid, is just a faux pas on faux pas, because it's just weird. But it, yeah. but it is kind of 80s chic in its own way for a kid, so I kind of forgive it. it. She's like she's like a junior Sophie. like Yeah. And but Sophie's there's only one Sophie. Outfits, yeah, Sophie's outfit where she has on the blue uh, bow, and it's tied like a bow in front of yes. her with a pink shirt is my least favorite of her outfits. I kind of like the striped one later with the, orange, with the yellow watch. Yeah, I do too. I mean, honestly, I think I think best dress is between Mr. T's polka dots and Sophie slash Sophie with the, the stripes and the yellow watch. And I kind of like the yellow watch just because it is the yellow watch. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot about Holodeck, which might be my least favorite, even though just because yeah. there's something about it that I don't like a lot. No. Maybe because I, it's trying so hard. The other one is like, I'm going to this place. I did a wardrobe change just to come and try to get my car back. And this is what I chose. Weird choice. The other one was a choice. I'm going to court as a holodeck. Yeah. What do you think? What, what do you, I leave it to you, friend. Uh, I, I, uh, I mean, I like, I love Mr. T's polka dots. I do. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, I mean, Mr. T always looks good in a suit. So I don't know. Are the polka dots mm -hmm. enough to take it over the edge to just being better than a suit? Um, eh, with that logic, I would say no. In which I'd say, let's give it to Sophie. Okay. Yeah, let's go Sophie. Sophie, best dressed. Amy Amanda's neck brace, worst dressed. Yes, quite clear. But Holodeck uh, is very close. I mean, yeah, it's neck and neck. Amy, Amy Amanda lost big time in this episode, both on fashion. Do you think she loses overall, though? I mean, she did lose Pokey. Pokey's dead. Pokey ain't she coming killed, back. She killed Pokey. She did kill Pokey. Now, granted, she would have never known Pokey 
I mean, maybe they would have been able to salvage it if she hadn't, if she had just let Mr. T do the detective work. Mm-hmm. It could have played out different. But yeah, she was behind those wheels. She could have, she could have at least helped salvage Pokey. You know, if Detective Jones, like, because they knew who had the car, like, he gave them the information. Like, he found it out roughly the same time the kid found out. So if Detective Jones had just done his job, like, Pokey would have been fine. I mean, yeah. If, if anyone needs to be charged in this, it's Detective Jones. If that okay. could be a new... Like, who yes. who needs to have criminal charges brought against who them in this who episode? Who's lost and who's guilty? <laughs> well, the detective is guilty. Fuck him. Detective Jones is guilty. Um, Amy Amanda lost. Big time. Um, who won? Maybe the kid. Just because the kid got to go on fun adventures, got to got channel scoop. her detective work. She got a big scoop. You know, big scoop. this is going to be the front page on her high school paper. She gives you a follow-up to that car thievery story she covered. <laughs> this is amazing. Again, yeah. I hope so much that she's in that future episode. I know, I know she's not, but I would love it. Definitely. Guys, that was another episode of Mr. T. Or not Mr. T, but TNT. And this is another episode of Ramjack. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Alex. Brad's over there. Uh, we're bringing you your podcast week in, week out. Uh, we've been doing it for, what, 11 years-ish? Maybe almost 12? Oh. Uh, we're having fun. Yeah, quite a while. Quite a while. I just want to say, um, we don't have time to get to TikToks today. Uh, but yeah, we don't. I did. I looked into them. Guys, you know, TikTok is a segment that runs every day. They didn't run a TikTok on 9-11. No way! <laughs> they took 9-11 off TikTok. <laughs> I wonder if that was because of history shows, 9-11 when TikTok's office don't play well. I just think it's hilarious that, like, in honor of 9-11, we're not doing a TikTok segment. <laughs> I have to say, and this makes no sense, we're running out of time, obviously, but this has been the most, like, glancing 9-11, because almost no one talked about it in any of the things. I mean, they still did, kind of, but it almost felt oh. like it's, like... At least I in, feel like there's a lot this year because it was 20th, really? 20th anniversary. Yeah. I, I've been seeing I, a I lot just didn't of 9 see it. shit. Maybe George I just w, don't. They, brought, they pulled out George W. Bush to make a statement. I know I, Okay, I know that they did that, but I saw it after the fact. Like, these presents of the statement, Trump snubbed this. I'm like, motherfucker, I, I didn't even... Who cares? Who cares? Um, so, yeah, may, maybe I'm just in a hole and I didn't, just didn't look out of it on 9-11. Mm-hmm. Who knows? All that to say, guys, find us on uh, ramjackpodcast.com. Find us on the Facebook group. Find us on YouTube or wherever we're at. We're there. Tell us about what's going on with you. Tell us about what you like about the what, what, what's going on with the show. Your thoughts around it. Just get at us. We like to hear from you. And friends, I uh, just want to let you know about this amazing new opportunity for investment mm-hmm. in growing, growing as a person, growing as a as, yes. as a force in the world. Yes. Uh, we want to let you in on the ground floor. You can become an associate to the Ramjack multi-level marketing podcast platform. Hmm. Um, it's for for only for only a ten thousand dollar investment. You have the possible um, opportunity to join us at one of our amazing retreats where you can have the chance to invest an an even larger amount into Mm -hmm. your future well-being and have the possible chance of meeting everyone's favorite, beloved, A-list celebrity actor, Jeremy I mean, he's he's an A-list celebrity, right? I mean, technically, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. Just, just send us money, guys. Listen, <laughs> we just, we just.
which is what I mean. Oh, those hosting fees are, I mean, I mean, what I mean to say is your opportunities to really just have a chance at creating your own fi- financial freedom yeah. are just so, there's so many opportunities through us for you, but with us being like the, the top of the, of the, well, not pyramid, obviously no, not a pyramid. not Brad, top, the word top, choice. The pinnacle, the pinnacle of, of the levels. Yeah. The top level will yeah. be the top level and you'll give money up to us at the top level and we'll create opportunities for you to possibly meet Jeremy Renner while you're at the bottom. Yeah. Or like on the third or fourth level. It, just, it yeah. depends. It depends on how it works out with Jeremy. Maybe you'll come, make it to the second over. level. Maybe you'll make it to the yeah. second level and have a lot of people below you. Um, but not above us. We'll be at the top. Right. We're at the top level. Come on. We're the we're the very top. We're, we're the very top. We're at the very, very tippity tip tip top. Money, please. Will please. you? Mm. Come on. Come hey, on. take it alone. Take it alone and pay mm. for it. It's no big deal. Have yeah. a bake sale. Mm. So, look, are you are you pregnant? Are you lactating? Sell your breast milk to make money to put down the down payment to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, do your kids have a college fund? Guys, if you make money, like you're making that college fund work for you. Right now, it's just working <laughs> for the big banks and for in the future for your kid. Why not have that money have the chance to possibly make money? Brad, That's you, just smart business. Brad, you were too good at this. We could start a we could start a, easily start a pyramid scheme. <laughs> well, listen, I just, just I mean just just pay just paid those hosting fees. It was real expensive this year. So uh, <laughs> gotta figure I, something out. Also, just so you guys know, that the, the allusion to breast milk, which may have seemed like it came out of left field there, is something that the LuLaRoe people told them to I'm do. I'm sure. I'm sure they did. Can't Don't have $5,000 laying around? Or can you produce breast milk? Sell it. That stuff's really expensive. And then start a LuLaRoe company. Because it is a company, right? Wink. Fuck those people. Like, ugh. The worst guys don't fall for scams. Don't please don't. Don't unless unless it's our scam. Jeremy Renner will be there. Will you? 